And now, Faux Fiction Audio brings you another case from the spiral-bound and sticky note files of Mickey McKinney, Boy Detective. Mickey McKinney, that mini-mystery man, solves the cases that plague the halls of Maple Ridge Middle School with his trusty partner and friend, Sam Hayes. No pet or project too lost, no cafeteria food too mysterious, no case too small when Mickey McKinney is on the job. Mr. McKinney, if you could tell your side of the story now. Huh? What? Oh, sorry. Uh, I wasn't listening. By all means. Just know, the longer you sit here in silence, the longer someone will be up past curfew. Eh, that might be true for you, but I already got permission to stay here all night. <laughs> you think you can disrespect me, kid? Please excuse my partner, sir. He's an idiot. Mickey? Uh, yes, dear? Stop being you for five minutes and tell the nice sergeant your side of events. Well, when you put it that way, what time is it now? Quarter past nine. Why? Well, then I guess I have a few minutes to kill. If I recall correctly, it all started something like this. Oh, Mr. McKinney, you look positively smashing. Oh, why, thank you, Smith Old Bean. I like your costume, too. Mm. Costume, sir? Uh, never mind. Very good, sir. Announcing Mr. McKinney as Captain Ketchup. Uh, much obliged. I excuse me, I'm looking for... Sam? I'm afraid you've got me mistaken, my dear. The name's Rouge. Miss Rouge. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Wait, hey, I was kidding. So, what do you think of my costume? It's very, uh, red. Should you be showing that much leg? Cool, right? It's one of my mom's old dresses. Since Miss Rouge is such a glamorous character, I thought I'd dress up a bit. Announcing Mr. Harris as Professor Puce. Uh, thanks, dude. Uh, Sam? Wow, I, I mean, uh, wow, you look great. Oh, hi, AJ. I just thought I'd... I mean, it's... It's red and, uh, sparkly. Yes, it is. So, what do you think? Do I look professor-ish? Oh, absolutely! You've got the, uh, coat and, uh, the, the glasses and, uh... You could use a pipe, though. Oh, good idea! Maybe Smith has one I can borrow. Be right back. It's red and sparkly. He's just so... you know... and he makes me... Forget how to use proper sentences? Ah, two words, Sam. Anger management. I think I'm managing my anger fine. Hi, Mickey. Ah, uh, Marple. <laughs> Didn't see you there. Marple? I'm not Marple. I'm Jamie. I mean, I'm I'm Burners. Okay, there are two ways I know that's not true. Firstly, Burners never uh, drools over me. And second, can I have that glass? There's the real burners. Sorry, it seemed like the simplest way to tell the difference between you two. That glass was a 200-year-old antique in Nimrod! There wasn't a better way to figure that out! 200 year- Oh, Smith! Clean up on aisle five! Very good, Miss Burns. I'm sure it's perfectly alright, Jamie. Everyone makes mistakes. 
Here, uh, Mickey, was it? Plastic champagne glass. Just to be on the safe side. Who is this? Guys, uh, this is Simon. His dad's a friend of my dad, and he asked me to invite him. Hope I'm not imposing too much. Is my costume alright? I didn't really have much in my wardrobe to suit Pastor Jade. Oh, you're fine. Mickey, what do you think of my Madame Macaw costume? Oh, it's... it's great. <laughs> really? I had a personal seamstress sew one to exactly match the one worn in the 1985 movie of Hint. That's cool. I found this jacket at, uh, at Goodwill. Oh. Well, you still look very dashing. Or at least less stupid than usual. Hey! You take that back! Well, well, well. It looks like everyone is here. Welcome to the Burns Family Murder Mystery Party. Is everyone ready to start? Hey, what's that? I can't hear you! Says the guy you can hear every time the cookie jar is opened! Uh, selective hearing, my dear. Oh, that's total baloney, Grandpa, and you know it. Uh, that's my girl. Now, the rules of the game are simple. Each of you will be given a gift bag containing instructions for your character. One prop each. Smith, if you would pass out the bags. At once, sir. You'll be given free reign of the house to search for clues. Just remember that you have until 10 o'clock to solve the mystery. The person who can follow his or her instructions and solve the mystery wins! Wins what exactly? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps a year's worth of free pizza at Rico's Pizza Parlor? Now to start the game. Six guests have been invited to Dr. Burns' mansion for a private party. The flirty socialite Miss Rouge, the cynical army captain Ketchup, the mysteriously widowed Madame Macaw, the disgraced Professor Puce, the thieving Pastor Jade, and lastly, the mad Dr. Frankenburns. Who changed Miss Cream's bio? Oh, that would be me. No way I'm playing a maid. Dr. Frankenburns is an evil scientist. Totally obsessed with bringing corpses back to life! <clears throat> Alright. However, when the guests entered the dining room for dinner, what did they find? The body of the faithful butler, Smith, lying dead from a bullet wound. Uh, Smith, you're supposed to be lying on the ground. Apologies, sir. Oh dear, I've been killed. Now, the only clues, a monogrammed handkerchief covered in lipstick and a revolver. The rest of the clues and your instructions are in your bags. Go! Smith, you may get up and retire for the evening now if you like. Hmm. Interesting. Did you find something? Ah, jeez. You almost gave me a heart attack. Oh, sorry, uh... So, uh, did you find something? A scrap of newspaper was peeking out of this book. Hmm. It mentions a mystery jewel robbery. What about you? Find any clues? Hey, no. They're my clues. I shared my clue? Come on, maybe we can figure out who did this together. Ah, so an eye for an eye. Yeah. It's also known as teamwork. Um, well, it's not much. But I found the cigarette holder in the foyer, near where Smith was lying. Interesting. It has lipstick on it. That seems to point toward one of the female characters. Oh, hey guys. Do you know where the blue living room is in this place? Oh, I think I saw it two doors down from the kitchen. Great. Thanks. Oh, oh hey, Sam. 
Does your character smoke? Hmm. Nope, doesn't look like it. Huh. She just gave you valuable information. How dumb can you get? That's just a game, Simon. Besides, she asked me earlier if I knew how to hunt. She's pretty. Are you two... What? Me and Sam? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we're just friends. Besides, she's got her eye on someone else. Oh, totally my mistake. Berners just said that you and Sam work together at school to solve cases, and I just assumed. No, no, we're just partners. Hey, I think something else is on is hidden on the top shelf. Let me just climb up on this chair. So, what was it that made you want to be a detective? I think it was partly because of my dad. He and I used to stay up late watching old black and white detective films together. You ever see the Maltese Falcon? Uh, uh, um, sorry, no. You know, Humphrey Bogart as Sam Spade? The stuff that dreams are made of? Isn't that Shakespeare? Actually, in The Tempest, the line is, we are such stuff as dreams are made on. But that's pretty close. Anyway, I always thought it would be fun to solve mysteries like those guys did, and... Hey, look! I found a silencer up here. I bet it belongs to the revolver in the foyer. Toss it down. Let me look at it. Hey! What gives? Who turned off the lights? Uh, hello? Everyone okay in here? We're, f we're fine. What happened? Lights were off throughout the house for two minutes! I'm checking to make sure everyone's okay. We're okay. Thanks, Burners. Hey, is uh, anybody seen Sam? I thought she'd be hanging around with AJ, but I haven't seen her in a while. I think she was looking for the blue living room? Great, uh, I'll check there. Thanks, guys. Two-minute blackout. That was definitely weird. Maybe it was a part of the game. Let's check our instructions. Hmm, uh, nothing here. What about you? I, uh, I had to go run an errand. I'll be right back. Oh, uh, no problem. See you around. And how long after the lights mysteriously went out did someone notice that the Burns Opal was missing? I couldn't say. Ten, ten minutes, maybe? I just found a scrap of blue cloth in the elevator. That seemed to point towards Madame Macaw when I heard... Hey, police! Help! The Burns Opal has gone missing! And it is at that point that everyone rushed towards the blue living room where the necklace was kept and found Dr. Burns in front of the empty case. That's correct. Miss Burns, what can you tell me about your family's heirloom? Well, without being too obvious, the Burns Opal is an opal. <sighs> Kid, I am not in the mood for any more sass tonight. Yes, sir. You see... My great-grandfather, Sylvester Burns, found it by sheer luck when he was prospecting in Australia. He could have sold it right away and made his fortune, but he kept it as good luck charm. And made his first million founding the first maple factory in the 1930s instead. However, when he married my great-grandma in 1938, he had the stone remade into a necklace for her birthday. Because he believed her marrying him had already made him the luckiest man in the world. It's been on display since her death in the 1980s. That's a nice story, but I need to know more about the necklace. Can you give me a description? Well, it's a, it's a black opal, somewhere between the size of a man's thumb and a smallish carrot. It's also got a gold clasp and a chain at the top. What? 
I liked looking at it. It was pretty. The security surrounding the Opal is fairly advanced, wouldn't you say, Dr. Burns? Fairly advanced, my eye? I invented the darn thing. It's got infrared sensors and 18-word encryption passcode with a power source to keep it completely disconnected from the rest of the house, obviously. And to top it all off, the display case is 15 feet off the ground. And yet someone seems to have taken it fairly easily. <laughs> well, you got me there. This is going to be a great story for tomorrow's calling, and I thought this party would be boring. I thought you said you were looking forward to the party. Oh, uh, I was. I mean, I was looking forward to seeing you, uh, but, uh... Kid, just let me do the talking. And where were you coming from, Miss Hayes? Marple and I found a clue in the kitchen. Also, the cook gave us cookies. But we were in the kitchen before the light. Well, that's where we were coming from when they came back on. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You got cookies and you didn't give me one? Don't worry, Mickey. I'll make sure you get one later. The problem with that is later does not mean right now. Congratulations for being able to tell the difference. By any chance, does your character have any rock climbing experience? She might. Can yours handle high-tech security? Uh, no. Rats. If we could focus, please. Simon, where were you when the lights went out? In the library, with Captain Ketchup with the revolver. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Uh, I couldn't resist. If I've told you once, I've told you a hundred times, Sergeant. Yes, I designed the bloody security system. No, I do not have any financial difficulties that I would need the insurance money for. And even if I did, I wouldn't orchestrate a crime that would leave all fingers pointing to me as a suspect. Actually, I was going to say that one of my men found this climbing rope and night vision goggles hidden in the library. Any reason why it would be there? Uh, no, none. The climbing wall is in the east wing of the house. I see. You didn't see anyone else carrying it around? What are you suggesting? We also found this scrap of red material near the display case, and one of your guests has a tan address. Are you honestly suspecting children? Good God, Sergeant, they're my granddaughter's friends. They would never steal from them. Do you have a better theory? Uh, Dr. Burns, did Burners help you design the security system? Hmm. Well, uh, here and there. Why do you ask, dear boy? Uh, just a hunch. Oh, gee! Oh, the lights have gone out again! Seriously, what is going on here? Does anyone have a flashlight? I think I'm having a panic attack. And they're back on, just in time. I think I figure out everything. The killer was Miss Rouge in the foyer with the silencer. Oh man, I was so close! In case you kids haven't noticed, we're dealing with something a little more serious at the moment. Oh, uh, you mean the stolen necklace? Yeah, that was just a subplot for the game. But unless I miss my guess, that was Sam, Burners, and I. I'm trying here. I want everyone to give me an easy answer, but I ain't getting no easy answer. Well, was I right? Yes. <sighs> Care to explain why? It was in our instructions, you know. Wait until the lights go out at 8.30 and climb up to the display. My bag also came with a climbing rope and night vision goggles. I hid those in the library, which you noticed. Mine just said to take the vase shaped like a cat and hide it in the bathroom. You should probably send someone over there to check. Sam, do you have your instructions to show the sergeant? I can't find mine. Gomez, check the bathroom. What was your part on this? Me? Oh, well, while those two did the easy stuff like climbing and hiding, I shut down the security systems and shut off the power for two minutes. Uh, pretty impressive, am I right? 
So you all just suddenly decided to confess to the crime? Why? The instructions said that when the lights went out for the second time, the game was over. Which means I won. Um, how about it's a three-way tie? That was Gomez. He said there was no cat face in the bathroom. You sure you checked the right one? This place is pretty huge. Mickey, I can't find my instructions. I must have misplaced them somewhere. Uh, me too. I could have sworn they were in my jacket. So aside from your word, you have no proof saying that your burglary was just part of the game? I'm sorry, kids, but until we find that necklace, I'm going to have to place you under arrest for the theft of the Burns Opal. This is bad. Oh, you think, McObvious? We're framed for a major theft, and Rhodes is calling our parents! You know, if I'd gone to someone else's party and there were instructions to steal a valuable family heirloom, lie to the cops because they were in on the game, I wouldn't have believed it. Oh, so it's my fault. My family's a little weird. Are you saying your grandpa wouldn't hire actual cops as part of his murder mystery game? Uh, okay, you, you got me there. Sam? Are you in there? AJ! Are you here to rescue me? You? No. But don't worry, Mickey. I asked the cook to bake you a cake with a file in it. I'm pretty sure that only works in the movies. Besides, there are about ten cops walking around outside. Listen, Sam, could you do a favor for me? Of course, anything. Could I ask a couple questions for my expose tomorrow? Seriously? Does this seem like the best time for an interview? Well, you got about 15 minutes before our parents show up, and I still have to get this written and on the site by morning, so... yeah. Guys, come on! You know we're innocent, right? Oh, of course we do, McCutie, but... They've got Sam's fingerprint on the case, and the climbing gear. And then there's your confession. It doesn't look good. Mickey, how does it feel knowing you might be incarcerated before high school? Will you give it a rest? We're not going to jail! Maybe if we had a little more time... No, we're not giving up! I'm Mickey McKinney, and you're my partner. And Berners is our... Uh, crazy science girl. Hey. And this is what we do. It doesn't matter how much time we have, we're going to prove our innocence and catch the stinking rat who thought he could frame us. That's a nice speech, Sherlock, but we still need a plan! Berners, your family has security cameras, right? Where can they be accessed? Mm, second floor! We need to get past all these cops without raising an alarm. Don't suppose you've got any knockout gas or something hidden in your lab coat? Ugh, I had a few gadgets, but Marple confiscated them. Oh, so this is my fault? You promised to take a break from work for the party. It's not like I knew something like this was going to happen. Girls, behave. Sam, you got anything to help us get out of here? I could kick down the door, but it's not exactly subtle. J just let me borrow a hair clip. If I can pick this lock... Mm. Ah, I got it! Come on in, you guys! A jailbreak? This is gonna be my best article yet! Gets better. Let me your hat and coat. What? Why? Hand me your hat and coat, or I give my interview to Sydney West. Fine, jeez. Sam, Burners, switch costumes with Marple and Simon. With a little luck, and if no one looks closely, we should be able to sneak into the security room. Well, this should be interesting. Wait. I have to wear a dress. Nobody watch me change. I mean it. Coast is clear. So far, so good. Don't jinx it. I see two cops at 9 o'clock. Let's pick up the pace a little. Here's the security room. 
Just uh, give me a second to punch in the security code. They're starting to walk in this direction. Hurry up. Got it. Get in. Get in. I'll just lock the doors so we don't have any surprise visitors. Okay. Accessing security feed. Beginning of the party. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, hey, look. A messenger delivered our gift bags. He probably gave us the fake directions. Can you get a better angle on his face? Uh, no, sorry. Looks like his cap is covering most of his face. Skip forward to 8.30. Maybe we can get a look at the scumbag stealing that necklace. Roger that. Wow! Look at you go up that wall, Sam! Ha! No wonder you ripped your dress! Yeah, my mom's gonna kill me. Does she have three black belts too? No, she just slowly kills you with guilt. There, right after you leave the bathroom. Who's that? What the heck? Someone in a black cloak! Why did no one see them? According to the time code, this was right about the time your grandpa noticed the necklace was missing. Everyone ran toward the living room at that point. Creating the world's best distraction so the thief could slip in, steal the necklace, and slip out again. Well, whoever he is, he's obviously brilliant. What, are you on his side now? No, I think he's a spineless little weasel that deserves to be locked in a cage. I think anyone who uses my friends as puppets should be strung up the flagpole so they get a permanent wedgie. And if I ever get my hands on him, I'm going to use him as a personal punching bag. With that said, he's obviously put a great deal of effort into framing us, and I'm wondering what it's going to take to stop this creep once and for all. We'll get him, Sam. I promise. But first we gotta prove our innocence to Sergeant Rhodes. Burners, pull up the video of all of us in the living room at the same time as that creep stealing the necklace. There. Now we can show him and establish our alibi. Uh, Mickey? That won't be necessary, kids. What? Burners? I thought you locked the doors! I did! Well, who let them in? Uh, that was me, actually. We've been looking all over for you. Hang on, Grandpa. We can prove we're innocent. Look, security footage shows that we were- Oh, we know. You do? We checked out the security footage, too. We were coming to give you the news when we discovered your little switcheroo. You're just lucky you're innocent. You'd be in even bigger trouble. <laughs> was there any doubt? <laughs> is back, but but how? Officer Gomez spotted it when he was making his rounds. We're not sure how it happened, but based on the footage, someone put it back when the lights went out again. We're searching for physical evidence, but it looks like whoever put it back was more careful. Though they did leave this. Take a look. It looks like writing in red lipstick. It says, too easy? But why would someone go through the trouble of stealing that necklace if they were just planning on putting it back? Because he could. What? He tricked us, and now he's shoving it in our faces. Why that big show-off? I've got a few things I'd like to say to him. He thinks he's so smart. But even if he didn't return the necklace, he forgot about the security footage. There's no way we would have been convicted. You're right. He's not so smart if he makes mistakes like that. And one day we'll catch him with it for sure. Doubt possesses me, for thou knowest what hath been warned us, what malicious foe, envying our happiness and of his own, despairing, seeks to work us woe and shame by sly assault. Milton's Paradise Lost. The name's McKinney. Mickey McKinney. With a few costume changes and a lot of luck, we managed to avoid our own malicious foe, and the frame that had been set up for us. So when the horde of anxious parents stampeded through the door about five minutes later, Sergeant Rose was able to assure them and say it was all simple misplacement of the item. We are not going to be arrested after all. 
But as Sam, Berners, and I parted for the evening, I could tell we were all thinking the same thing. Up until now, our interactions with our mysterious adversary had been mild skirmishes with little danger to either side. But now he was calling us out and onto the field of battle, and I had a feeling that from now on, we were at war. We have a special message in this week's episode. Happy birthday to Violet Fink from your faux fiction family. Here's to another season of you as the snarky, sassy, and utterly sarcastic Sam Hayes. Episode 8, Mickey McKinney, Perils at Parties, was written and directed by Ruby Fink, with music by Leon Biscara. Faux family cast includes the voices of Lucas Guerrero as Mickey McKinney, Smith, and Grandpa Sly. Violet Fink as Sam Hayes, Leanne Labra as Burners, Hannah Edelson as Marple, CJ Longhammer as Sergeant Rhodes, Brandon Seaslack as AJ Harris, Nathan Villapoli as Simon, and me, Zach Johnson, as your announcer. This recording, characters, and the situations within are the property of their author and creator, and protected by copyright. So until the next case, Faux Fiction Audio says goodbye.